This week on Amazingly Terrible, we're watching Street Sharks, episode 40, Shark Sharkopolis, Sharkopolis, Sharkpocalypse. Sharkpocalypse now. There we go. Shark attack. Oh, fuck. I screwed you up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Amazingly Terrible. You ever wonder about old cartoons? Well, too bad, because that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. My name's Adam. I continue to be Matt. My name's David. Excellent, boys. Unbroken streak, everybody. Oh, wait, no, shit, sometimes I'm Philip. Philip J. Matt. Philip J. Matt. Uh, gentlemen, I have a, a public service announcement. Don't have kids. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm one step ahead of you, buddy. <laughs> snip, snip. <laughs> Earlier this week, my dearest darling daughter was uh, upset because crying produces tears, and that made her cry. Wow. Yeah. That, that positive feedback loop must have been oh, yeah, yeah. a hell of a thing to try to break. I hooked her up, I hooked her up to, the, uh, to the outlet and like generated energy back into the net. Did you? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Because she just good. she was just radiating pure energy from the uh, cyclical nature of her emotional state. Yeah, it happens. I guess it's fine. It's normal stuff. She just doesn't want to go to bed, and so bedtime takes mm, an Forever. hour and a half. Yeah, on the outside. Honestly, I, I totally get that. I don't want to go to bed either. Usually, my bedtime takes like four hours mm -hmm. to happen. So, you just waste so much time sleeping. You know. I you could be doing other things. I completely like, agree. Do you ever read Beggars in Spain? Beggars in Spain? No, I have not. Okay. It's about people who are genetically engineered not to sleep. Oh, nice. I have not read the book. There, there is a, there's another like science fiction book that kind of, I'm going to butcher this because I, ha I have no idea what the name of it is now, but the storyline is basically there's a kid that cannot sleep and okay. instead he has like waking hallucinations but the hallucinations become real he doesn't actually fall asleep but the things that he would dream about come pop into existence okay and his best friend discovers this um and they're like creative writing together and like they're writing these like weird science fiction type books and it turns into this like big adventure in suburbia and then uh it winds up uh culminating in the u.s government discovering the kid that can't sleep, kidnapping him, and then synthesizing drugs from the kid, basically, that allows people to function without sleep. Cool. Yeah. I That seems... You'd, seem, you'd think they'd be more interested in the uh, he can spontaneously create things with his mind power. Yeah. The, exactly. the not sleeping part. <laughs> well, this kind of sounds like a young adult novel. Well, th that's... I'm pretty sure all, it is. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's all Adam yeah. reads. That's his reading. <laughs> Hey, it says adult in the title. Adam had to quit reading at like book five of Harry Potter because he yeah. couldn't understand the later books. That's right. As yeah. soon as it became about the uh, the order of the uh, Pihionix. Couldn't follow it. Couldn't got, follow it. Got complicated. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I watched the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to watch them muted. Otherwise, I can't really follow. So, so I make up my own story. Yeah, yeah. In a way, you are that kid. You know? <laughs> exactly. You're up at like 3 a.m., not able to sleep, furiously masturbating and mouthing your own plot line to Star Trek. 
That's why I love Star Trek so much. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they do spend a lot of time talking. You could really like invent a lot. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. The newer Star Trek, not so much. There's a lot more action in the newer Star action. Trek. But you know, I tend to like the more classic ones. It wasn't because the uh, talk is cheap on TV, and that was what they had budget for. No, absolutely not. That's not what it was at all. Yeah. Because they made 26 episodes a season and had to <laughs> fill time. Their production schedule must have been insane. Yeah. I, I've actually, like, recently I have been lamenting a lot by the fact that television shows that are produced by, like, Netflix and Hulu and all those companies, they all tend to be, like, 10 episodes or 13 episodes a season. And in my mind, I'm always yeah. like, back in my day, there used to be 26 <laughs> episodes a season. And then, like, I do sit down and think about it. I was like, that, those people probably didn't see their families for, like, half the year because of the production schedule. If you really start looking at, like, the last episode of the season... That's when everyone gets new haircuts because that's actually the start of the new productions schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so it just like constantly feeds into itself, so nobody gets yeah, to see yeah, the yeah. family it, ever. It, it's like yeah. part one, where the part two is the first episode of the next season. Is I always wondered with that show is like they are always like, oh yeah, you know, then then they uh, that this actor and that actor became directors, and they just started directing episodes. I'm like, how? Like, how did they like? Isn't that a, a you well, know a, a a coveted position? And then you start to realize, no, like they were desperate to get somebody uh, to direct this shit. Well, they had hundreds yeah, of that's episodes. actually what I was going to say. And they just had like all these people that are there, and they've been watching the director for like months on end, and they're probably like, "Yeah, I could do that. Sure, you need me to do that? Right, I'll yeah. do that. No problem." Yeah, t- television and movies are different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, I do love the fact that Jonathan Frakes is still directing, like, a good portion of the new Star Trek that's coming out nowadays, and you can always tell when he's actually directing Star Trek, because you see, like, all the little tricks that he incorporated in previous seasons that he used to shoot. Little Frakesisms. Little Frakesisms, yeah. Freaks and Frakes, I call them. It's really weird. They, They tend to bring him in where they need some sort of, like, emotional story arc for characters that you have no emotional connection with. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> there's so limited amount of time when you only have 10 episodes, they don't have quite as much character development as they did in like previous yeah. seasons where they had 26 episodes. They bring him so, like if they bring him in because he breathes life into robots. I really you know, think like, it's, they bring him in because like every other director's like, why would I try this? This is stupid. And he's just like, I'll do it. I yeah. It. Hold my freaks. I'm a director. Yeah. Hold my freaks. <laughs> He's always struck me as being a fairly decent dude. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Every time I've... I really get the feeling that he really is, like, the... Uh, uh, part of the heart and soul of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation was able to like, keep a lot of the cast together. The much heart like, and soul. Much like the guy that played uh, Quark in um, Deep Space Nine, Armin Shimmerman. He was actually... The like, heart. Yeah, everybody loved hanging out with him, and he always, like, kept the crew together and got everybody, like geared up and pumped up i feel like freaks did the same thing do you think that was his agreement though is like yeah 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 you know i'll hold the show together but you need to write my character to be a despicable fucking mass murderer (laughs) and a horrible stereotype yeah i want to be a horrible racist (laughs) abysmal stereotype of a person that commits war crimes every other episode. <laughs> yeah, and everybody just yeah. thinks it's lovable old me. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, no one ever talks about it. <laughs> All right. So we so we talk about some of these street sharks. Should we? Or should we talk about our week a little bit more? How was your week? 
David. It's okay. <laughs> Perfect. On the street sharks. Okay. Right. Well, glad we cleared that up. How was your week, Adam? Oh, it was fun. It was fun. I'm still uh, recovering from COVID, dear listeners. If I sound oh, a little dear. bit off, it's because I, I'm uh, still a bit recovering from that. I'm still like a little snuffed up and like coughing every now and again. Uh, but for the most part, I'm pretty good. I'm sorry, this week dude. was not too bad. You had it worse than all of us because you had it on the first round before there were even vaccines for it. So I don't know. I don't know if it was worse, but it it was not a fun time. I would not. Yeah. I would not recommend it. Yeah. It was months, really, before I felt like I could breathe fully again. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. The thing that bugged me the most was I lost my sense of taste, and it's like just now coming back. Just think of it as an excuse to eat really cheap food, like all the all the places you'd like. Oh. I don't. I wouldn't eat there. It looks. Like, you know, the food is, like, rotten. You're like, go eat there now. <laughs> so then I'm just puking my guts out instead of actually, like, tasting the food. Oh, right, okay. It's no expense. I assumed that you had one of those stomachs that could eat anything. Um, you know that is not true. Uh, well, so. I assumed that you had one stomach that was like that, and then six other stomachs. <laughs> that just constantly roiled and yeah, caused yeah. me pain and... Vomited everything out. Yeah. It's it's World War stomach down there. Did I, did I say stomachs or toilets? You said stomachs. Oh, you, Jesus, you mean toilets? Good. No. no. <laughs> yeah. You have seven toilets? <laughs> Rich, bitch. <Yeah. laughs> it's not even that I have seven bathrooms. I just have seven toilets around the house. <laughs> yeah. I'm rich. Uh, what's it's like a Pittsburgh or a Philadelphia toilet? It's that the the, the toilet they used to have in old, really old houses in that area, where it was like, it's the, like in the kitchen. No, it'd be in the basement, and oh, there would be yeah. nothing around it. Yeah, like in the middle of the basement, just yeah, a working just toilet, open air. Yeah, that's how you kind of like. That's like kind of a smart move because, like, as a as an, an adult man now, I'm like. Oh, I desperately want a space in which I can just be alone. And if you were like, hey, this entire room is my bathroom, no one's yeah. going to come down there. Be like, it sounds like you're playing foosball. No, I'm taking a shit. No, it's pooping. <laughs> pooping. Like that. Always talking about poop on this show. That's not true. Sometimes we talk about urine. Okay, should we talk about some sharks that live in the street? Yeah, let's let's do this thing. Street sharks. Street sharks. And not a shameless ripoff of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at all. No, uh, exactly a shameless yeah. ripoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like a deliberate. <laughs> it was produced by Deke and of course a bond bot entertainment bond bot yeah it ran from 1994 to 97 nice nice it was created by david siegel and joe galliani no Ga- galliani 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 and it was part of the bond bot amazing adventure programming block until it moved to ABC for the final season. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's um, pro- that's probably when we saw it. Yeah. Uh, if you saw it. I, I do remember seeing it uh, when I was a kid, but I also remember not being really enthralled by it, mm-hmm. and, and not really like taking the time to like seek it out or put it on my regular rotation of 
animated well, shows that I watch. So I think we're a little old. I, I mean, I think by this think point, so. uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were like their their star was fading, or they'd been they were no longer active in Street Sharks. No, or or was it in direct competition with? I do not remember seeing the show. I didn't either. I just knew it was a thing. After that final season, it was well. It was paired with the Dino Avengers, and the show was retitled Dino Avengers featuring Street Sharks. Wait, so so is there actually four seasons of the show? No, I think the last season was called that, right? Eventually, the that show, the Dino Avengers, was called Extreme Dinosaurs. Yeah. So there's a long history of name changes and transformations for the show. Yeah, they re they retold Dino Avengers to be the extreme dinosaurs, and I think they rewrote a portion of that too. But I think the last season of Street Sharks was renamed Dino Avengers and the Street Sharks, right? Maybe they were at that point seemed to be fixtures in the show. Yeah, um, I didn't know that they had their own uh, show. I thought they were just like you know, because just because of this is a later episode in the series that these are. Just yeah. an expanded toy line. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. this is the well, generation two toy line. Like when the Transformers introduced dinosaurs. Yeah. Or yeah. or when the Care Bears introduced non bears. Yeah. <laughs> Their version of dinosaurs. I would love to see the Care Bear dinosaurs. Those would be amazing. I'm sure they got those out there somewhere, right? Well, there's a, it's a thing now. TM TM. <laughs> Everybody, quick, get to uh, DeviantArt and start drawing the shit. Yeah, yeah. I want to see them. In, I want to see them pregnant and, <laughs> <laughs> and gender bed by tomorrow. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> the the impregnated male dinosaur giving yeah. birth to a, like a a horse uh, bear. Look, it's not so much that I care about Care Bear dinosaurs. I want to see their dicks. I want to see what their <laughs> dicks look like. Deviant art. Give it to me. And send that fat art to. Matt at AmazinglyTerrible.com. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, I, I, from what I understand, Extreme Dinosaurs was essentially rewritten. So they took the characters of the Dino Avengers and then rewrote them into their own series. So Extreme Dinosaurs is not going to necessarily follow what we see in Street Sharks. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, they may have rewritten it a bit. I, I think it sounded pretty much the same, but uh, yeah. I didn't dig real deep into Extreme Dinosaurs because peek behind the curtain, listeners, I didn't have much time to do this. No worries. We all have lives. Mm, I don't. I don't have a life. I'm just lazy. Well, the important thing is, is Extreme Dinosaurs is on our list. Oh, it's already God. set up for us to watch it. 52 oh, episodes. So. I was just looking to make sure it wasn't on the list. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. I feel like nope. this is like a two bird, one one stone, two birds kind of thing. Maybe we could get rid of both of them. The premise of the show is that four brothers are transformed transformed by their father's research into human shark hybrids. Jack Bolton was transformed into Ripper, who likes making inventions. Uh, Jab used to be Clint Bolton, and he is lazy. Uh, that's his chief characteristic. Streets was Bobby Bolton, who says he's a cool ladies' man, but wears rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Coop Bolton was transformed into Big Slamu. Big Slamu. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and uh, I assume the same of your dick, right? For me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to seem like I'm overcompensating, so I actually, it's, it's, 
<laughs> on the bell curve sla uh, slam move. There we go, yeah. W within yeah. a standard deviation, slam move. <laughs> <laughs> That's episode title. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, he's a whale shark uh, who, who can destroy large areas with a seismic slam. And all of the street sharks seem to have the ability to dive into the earth and swim through it at extreme speeds. Because everything these do is 90s extreme things. And it seems like their, their ability to dive through things, it kind of gets um, superimposed upon any type of surface. Oh, yeah. They dive through concrete a lot. And they, it looks like they dive through metal in the opening sequence. Uh, when um, convenient, they are able to. Yeah. They are also allergic to shirts. <laughs> well, yeah. they're allergic to polyester, and back yeah. in the in this time in the nineties, this was the end of the Clinton era, so we know that everything <laughs> was polyester. A polyester, cotton blend, basically. So well, they're also yeah. allergic to cotton. Oh well, and that silk. explains that they're allergic Oof. to every so, fabric. So what you're saying is they're running around in like woolen breeches right now. Like, all their pants are just wool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They uh, combat Dr. Luther Paradigm, who is evil because he wears an eye patch. And, unfortunately, the show is dying. <laughs> and it's being consumed by the Dino Avengers, an IP that producers are trying to grow from this infer infertile soil. Well, Dr. Paradigm, wasn't he the one that created the technology that transform the street sharks yes he was working with his father and betrayed dr bolton at this point in the story dr paradigm has been transformed multiple times uh, ending in the state where he was has been injected with iguana dna so we, we see him in this episode but in this episode they call him what dr iguanoid or something like that yes dr iguanoid because apparently previously they were calling him dr paranoid or something like that um, and then they started calling him Dr. Aguanoid in this episode. He is insane looking. <laughs> He's, it, it's beautiful what they, what they've done to this character. He looks like a slee stack and yes. a combination of a slee stack and like one of the apes from Planet of the Apes. Yeah. With he a looks little like, bit of a, with a little cyborg in there. And a little bit of cyborg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, he's he's a mumrusly stack cyborg, and he still has an eye patch, a metal one. Which ah oh man, if I ever lose an eye, I'm gonna get a sick looking metal eye patch uh, that looks like it's bolted on my face. Yeah, looks like it's riveted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, got it. Nice. So into the show. Uh, first of all, the opening theme sucks. Half shark, half man, fighting evil. That's the What do you mean it sucks? It's got it's got late nineties saxophone in there. Come on, man. <laughs> this, the the theme song is exactly what you'd expect. It is yes. like on the nose <laughs> street sharks nineties theme song. Street sharks. In which street we learn sharks. we learn the most important fact: they bite. This whole show bites. Mm -hmm. Reality bites. I heard. Ooh, a writer. Yeah. Yeah. Winona writer bites. <laughs> yep. I mean, if you ask her, she's an actor. She would bite if you yeah. if that was in the script and exactly. she liked the role. I'm pretty sure she does bite, actually. It, 
that Dracula movie she was in? I heard she, I heard it I heard in the final season of Stranger Things it's just her biting everybody on the it's cast. Just her walking around biting things. There's so many characters. People. Each, yeah, each episode is a different character she bites. Oh, nice, nice. And in the final episode, she bites one of those uh, dollar store uh, <laughs> throwing snap things, you know? <laughs> Little snaps. Like the, the fireworks? Yeah, the fireworks. Like little, little, little snaps. Yeah, yeah. That you throw at the ground at, in front of people. She she bites one and her head explodes. Yeah. <laughs> That's an urban myth. Streets and several of the Dino Avengers are essentially getting lunch. Extreme style. And there are hamburgers. Yeah. And here's the question I have. Do they mm-hmm. always eat hamburgers? Like the Ninja Turtles always eat pizza. It's exactly like that. Okay. Uh, they are very well-rendered, multi-level burgers, which I guess makes sense because their mouths are so tall. I guess so. Mm-hmm. But their mouths are also so big that they can just sort of eat it all in one bite, but instead they're like actually like taking bites out of it. Taking bites and fiddling yeah. with their straws. Yeah. When they arrive at mm, the SS hideout, the team is watching the president sign a biological arms treaty with a like nondescript uh, Middle Eastern looking gentleman. We learned in voiceover that it's this year all of the biological weapons that exist in the world. I did have to take a minute to see when this uh, episode came out, though, just to see when it lined up with the Iraq War. This is pre. This is, th- yeah, this is after the Gulf War. Yeah, before the Iraq War, the inter-Gulf War period. Exactly. Here's the thing, and I, and I hate to say it, but the um, street sharks are clearly Democrats. Yeah. Yeah, just in the kinds of things they want to do, yep. the kinds of policy they I endorse. Mean, not good Democrats, just... <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, kind of like morons are like, no, nah, dude, everybody's got to get along, dude. We all got to love each other. Right. Those... <laughs> Without actually, like, having any policy in mind. They sound terrible. These, these people sound awful. <laughs> I'm saying they're more like bliss ninnies than they are. Like. Well, I don't know. I mean, they are intimately connected to the government. And we learned that the president has asked the street sharks to guard these weapons. Uh, they're all being destroyed in a single warehouse. Why are the street sharks living in a sewer if they are working for the president? Right. And they have, essentially, they have that connection to the U.S. military complex where they're working in tandem with U.S. military, why aren't they better outfitted? Right. Why can't they get fucking shirts? Why can't they get shirts, yeah. Yeah. Or body armor. Or, or dental, like you know? Like, you'd want dental yeah, as a human-shark hybrid. Exactly. Yeah, you would want dental all the time. You'd like, they'd be like, oh, let us tell about your uh, the government's vision plan. You're like, nope, don't care. <laughs> no, as sharks, they just continually grow new teeth. That is true, yeah. Yeah, but keep cycling through teeth. But yeah, I mean, thus you're always losing teeth. I'd imagine that you'd want to like go to the dentist because still, as a human, that's got to be a painful process. Yeah, you still want to get like a a tooth pulled if it's like gone bad or something like that. I feel like they'd also want to get dental plans for the Dino Avengers too, because it seems like all the herbivore dinosaurs have sharpened teeth, and that seems a lot to be right. They've all filed their teeth down. Yeah, like Aztec warriors. At any rate, we cut to the bad guys. These people are called, well, people. These velociraptors are called the raptors. And we have the leader, Bad Rap, Hex, and Spitor. And the design of Spitor was particularly disgusting. (laughs) 
he is a did like, he did he ever use the the device that's connected to his throat? You mean the uh, the toy that, yeah. <laughs> that shoots water? Is it spitting? Does it shoot water? I thought it might have shot like fire or something. The toy version does. No, he has a bunch of like poisons and um, okay toxins and like tubes connected to his face. Gotcha. And we find Doctor Paradigm is with them. Who he is transformed into the sassiest iguana. He sashays around pretty much every scene. Well, you know, you got to think he's a human that's like newly in a reptile body, so he's probably trying to get used to the tail and like how to walk with the tail. Oh, you think? And and you think that would make him like swing his lips, kind of like swing his hips around a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's exactly. a good. That's a good answer, honestly. Yeah. Well, I don't have one thing. I don't have any problem with him sashaying around. It's just a really odd choice on the part of the animators. We haven't seen any other episode. This is uh, the last episode yeah. of the entire series. So maybe he sashayed when he was a human, too. Who knows? Right, right. It's even worse. Maybe he just slayed, Queen. <laughs> oh. I do like the fact that they that he has, like, the Mumra crest on his belly for some reason. Yeah. I'm assuming that's going to be some sort of, like, bio-drug harness or something. I mean, he does. And when I first saw the character, I was like, "This looks like the product of like multiple different character designs overlaid over top of each other." I think that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. he's kept all the pieces from his different incarnations as he's transformed into creatures, just to continuously identify him as, yeah, that guy. No. At any rate, they learn about the arm steel because they are repairing the Dino Avenger ship while complaining about how antiquated dino venture technology is right really because of all the raptors have like cybernetic implants so they seem like i guess they're supposed to be more technologically advanced because of that sure but this this begs the question is why the fuck did the dino ventures just abandon their spaceship one two why did the u.s government not immediately right jump all over and take the ship for uh deconstruction and uh, I don't know. I don't have a third point. I usually do. <laughs> I mean, two's, two's good. Two's a lot of points. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Paradigm says he has a plan to control uh, aliens that were captured by the government using control chips that they can use these aliens to steal all these biological weapons. And it turns out these aliens were actually sent to Earth by the raptors yes. before they came as a means to experiment to see what the atmosphere would be like and how easily conquerable the planet would be. Yeah, to see if they could survive. And this reveal means nothing. That's Yeah, it means nothing. They have no means to control them, so why? I guess maybe this was like one of the loose ends they were trying to tie up with the... Uh, Final episode, maybe trying to like be like, oh, we have to explain where these aliens came from, yeah, and why they season. look like um, mutant dinosaur dragons. Yeah, yeah, they're bipedal dragons, female bipedal dragons. Well, one of them is. But the next scene, like literally, like one shot later, the raptors are calling them aliens again, despite the yeah. fact that they're like biologically mutated dinosaurs, which which they or have raptors like, would probably yeah. have special names for. But no, they're just aliens. Yeah. Also, why does one of the bad guys have a cybernetic shark fin? <laughs> Maybe he added that after he fought the street sharks. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was trying to like adapt to be able to fight them better. Um, it's an implant to get it to perform better. The president calls 
uh, the street sharks and informs them that the alien base has been broken into and the street sharks split into two teams so that they can get to the alien base and to the weapon storage facility. The president says that he will fax them the secret location in route. To which I totally say, nice. how? How are you going to do that? <laughs> I'm going to fax this over to your sewer. It's nice to see some good solid 90s in here, you know? Paradigm subse- uh, succeeds in controlling the aliens and, and betrays Hex, who has been watching him. And at that moment, uh, SS and DV show up uh, and lose a fight to the aliens. In like a very weird and spectacular fashion. The sharks themselves wind up creating a giant pit for the bipedal dragons that have wings that could fly to fall in. And somehow it wasn't effective. Yeah. And they keep saying, like, oh, these aliens are so strong and mighty, despite the fact that, like, the street sharks are able to grab the aliens by the tail and whip them around and smash them into walls. But they lose the fight. In the meantime, Team B breaks into the storage facility. Uh, and they find that the biological weapons are just stored in big oil drums. Big oil drums in a warehouse. And the street sharks, who are, again, planned to be here, worked it out with the U.S. military. The whole plan was they were just going to be hanging out with the biological weapons. Yeah. And defeat any enemies that might have gotten through multiple layers of security to the point where they'd be fighting next to the biological weapons. Instead of being at the perimeter... In working with the human guards, the military that's already there, and trying to coordinate the efforts. Yeah, well, the the human guards are not doing a great job in which they let, like, an unmarked van just drive up to the facility and drop a gas grenade on them. And Yeah, and drop a gas grenade. And then we get a, uh, the doctor's going to run out of bandages type yes, line. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they should wake up in a couple hours. No, they're clearly dead. <laughs> The Raptors arrive in, in, in grand fashion, uh, and they fight with SSDV. And... No no other security for the biological weapons. No, like, coded doors. No, no even, like, doors to go through. They're all, like, open archways, basically. Yeah. So, well, this is, no big deal. It's Area 51. Like, it's a very much an Area 51 out here. Like, just an unsecured warehouse on a military base. One of the Dino Avengers freezes the Raptors with a garage door opener. Yep. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. <laughs> yeah. <yes. laughs> uh, but at that moment, uh, the paradigm and the aliens arrive, uh, and he reveals that he has a, some sort of vial of virus that is some somehow better than the other biological weapons, and we don't really care about them anymore. Just yes. care about this vial of virus. And I believe the exact line is, this virus, if it is dropped, will infect... Everybody within a hundred mile radius of this place. And the, it, it doesn't say he will kill them. It says they will get very sick. Yes, yes. So basically he has a cold. <laughs> the combined SSDV lose the fight to aliens and Paradigm escapes down an elevator and the warehouse explodes. Of course. Apropos of nothing. Yeah. Like again, like there's no reason for the warehouse to explode. They don't say the reason why. It's just like suddenly, oh things are rumbling and canisters are falling over 
Now but it's going to explode. I'm sure within the logic of this show, pretty much like every warehouse these these people have ever been in has exploded. This has probably exploded. Yeah, yeah. So like they just know warehouses exp- like are going to explode. And my favorite is the Dino Avengers are like, it's a good thing that all those biological weapons were incinerated and went up in the atmosphere and it's doing God knows what to the rest of the planet. Despite we the don't fact have to worry about see, it now. Yeah. Despite the fact we see from the explosion like full barrels blown out of this building. Exactly. Yeah. There's still like plenty of intact right. biological agents. But yeah, it's another it's another they're not dead line, and we've destroyed all the all of the biological weapons. The SSDV call the president and his phone is busy. And we learn that Paradigm is blackmailing the president. They they do they do show it was like some sort of passage of time. They said something like, It's been three days and the president hasn't gotten back to us. I think like hours. That. It's he they say hours. There's not a <laughs> there's not a good idea of geography here. The uh, Sharks hideout is supposed to be in a fake city in California, right? It seems like or I got the feeling that it was New Jersey. I got a real Jersey oh, feel, so? yeah. Well, the street sharks do have a very Jersey Shore look about them. So. They do. At this point, Benz, who um, I guess is a character, this is really kind of the first we see him very much, has yeah. an idea to counteract the mind control chips. And, and Benz is human. Y- yes. Yeah. This human guy is trying way too hard. With he his, really uh, is. Oh, my yeah. God. With his yeah. grifter hair. He has grifter hair, exactly. And, yeah, yes. and his boffo <laughs> slang. Yeah, and, and his glasses. Yeah, he's wearing sunglasses at night. And it is 90s, so he's got the flannel tied around his waist. If you were hanging, like, if you were, if your crew was a bunch of hybrid humanoid sharks, wouldn't you feel like, I gotta step it up. I gotta, I gotta take it up a notch. No, I, I would be like, oh, I gotta uh, start wearing some like chainmail gauntlets or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would be like, I gotta collared shirts. I gotta yeah. wear the the, the yeah. collared shirts. Maybe like a tie, but like a, not like a tie tie, but like a clip on tie that mm-hmm. can like come off real easily, just in case one gets caught in their mouths or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. One of them gets caught in one of the transitions of this show. Apparently, this character is supposed to be like their tinker gnome, essentially. He, yeah. he provides them with all the tech. He provides them with all their vehicles. So he's like the the engineer. I like that you say tinker gnome like that explains it. <laughs> who, get, who gets that reference? He's more of a gully dwarf, really. <laughs> Uh, yes, he. he is we there. know our audience. It's yeah, us. He, he, it's so. us. Um, <laughs> the uh, tech support guy, uh, kind of. Apparently, he maintains their vehicles. And and I did I did do a little bit of Wikipedia dive. Apparently, he is actually immune to the effects of that mutation thing that happened to the sharks. Yeah, the Bolton Could, device. The Bolton device. Yeah. So apparently, he cannot be mutated as well. So he has kind of a superpower. Right, because they need them around to solve problems. Because the sharks really don't do much. They need the human around to do human things, you know? Like right. learn, love, respirate, <laughs> you know? Commit war crimes. <laughs> Commit war crimes in the name of shark. Uh, and <laughs> Superiority. <laughs> we learned that President Horn uh, has declared martial law and sh- has shut down the internet. And one of my favorite lines, they say, That doesn't sound like Dave. That doesn't sound like Dave. Dave uh, wouldn't do that. Yeah. Not my president. 
He would he definitely de- <laughs> he would definitely declare martial law, but he would keep the internet on so we'd have something to do. Yeah, we got to masturbate. And they oh. also uh, evacuated the city. Yes. Yeah, we we find out later. Yeah, he evacuated DC, which seemed to like be counter to Doctor Iguanoid's plan. Like, who's plans? He, how is he yeah. blackmailing him now? Yeah, I mean, I I'm just glad that DC has such a robust traffic system that, <laughs> yeah. that would allow a mass evacuation easily within yeah. like three hours, while also being under martial law. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely the metro is going to be able to handle it. Exactly, it's not going to um, catch on fire. The uh, the SSDV sneak into the White House through a statue, so they obviously have some sort of secret passage already worked out with the president. Yes, they have a secret way to get to the president because they come up under the seal. Yep, uh, under the shield in the seal, and uh, they come out and they fight Paradigm and Rex, despite the fact that shouldn't again like shouldn't the threat of dropping this file also work on the street sharks the way it worked on the president yeah, but no I think so yeah. uh, and they are losing until ben's shows up with essentially a bigger transmitter and the aliens now obey ben's and they capture paradigm yes ben's was able to take over the uh, manchurian candidate chips that were planted yeah in these characters uh the aliens are promptly locked up and they start to use Rex essentially as slave labor, mind-controlled slave labor. Well, the main character, the main shark, whatever his name is, Jammer, Slammer, Bammer, Rammer, whatever his name is, Streaks. Uh, Ripper. Ripper, okay. Ripster. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they realize they have the mind-control device over the aliens, excuse me, and Rex, all the fighting stops, and they say, what should we do? And Ripster says, oh, I've got a few ideas. Right. And we only really see the one idea. He's so picking assuming... up trash beside the highway. Well, no, no. The one idea for the uh, aliens was just, oh, we're just going to put them back in stasis. Um, I think they cut out the scene where Ripster has a wild orgy with the aliens. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do say one of them is female. Not exactly. that you could tell, because it has a very male morphology. I'm pretty sure that just sort of piqued Ripster's interest or I mean, his he, curiosity. He clearly, he hangs out with a bunch of dudes who can't wear shirts. You know, like he clearly yeah. likes the male physique. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. Uh, I mean, just bros doing a friendly, yeah. doing a Brent friendly bro job. Yeah, it's it is not homosexual. It's exploring each other's masculinity. That's all it is. <laughs> Jesus. When you're a shark, well, I mean, there's also just like there are no female characters in this show. In this show, we're told one of the characters is female, but it's yeah. But she's also like not really a character. She's a monster, so she doesn't really do anything. So I'm assuming there had to have been some sort of female characters in this at some point in time. We're just not seeing them in this final episode. So I don't know. It it looked. A, like a big sausage party. Well, everything's sort of wound down. We do see that uh, Rex is being put to cleaning up uh, garbage off the side of the road using his vibro uh, blades right. that kind of come out of his wrist. And uh, the Raptors show up in the Dino Avenger ship. They essentially teleport. Um, what's his name? Rocks. Rex. Rex. Hex. Rex. Hex. 
they they teleport Hex back into the ship, and you hear the main Raptor say, "Get us out of here! It doesn't matter where. Go to any other galaxy. Yeah. The entire universe is there for us to conquer." So here is okay. So that's that's the episode. That's the yeah. They also infer a little bit when they're picking up Hex that he's been become an idiot. yeah he, he's become mentally handicapped as a result yeah his his brain has been scrambled i think is what they say something he, like that he, yeah or so. I, he says iq scrambled or something like that yeah, yeah it's a little unclear uh but they're trying to infer that maybe he's not all there anymore so I was very disappointed in how the U.S. government slash military utilized their resources in this particular endeavor. You, so again, woefully unprepared. Clearly, we're in a democratic <laughs> led. <laughs> well, and yeah, the president did obviously have like a very southern draw. So I think he was supposed to be some sort of he's Clinton pseudo character of yeah Clinton. Yeah, basically. he's Clinton, and uh, the military has been neglected. Yeah. In in favor of you know domestic spending, you know international diplomacy, and vigilantism, <laughs> right? <laughs> so here here is the next episode that I am going to infer. Okay, I think this was the last episode, but go no, right this ahead. This is this is the last episode. So I believe, like, if we take this story just a little bit further to its conclusion, the Raptors basically get off of the planet. Uh, they take off to other galaxies, other planets that they easily conquer because they didn't have to run into the street sharks. They start adopting new technology that would make them faster, stronger, better. More mm-hmm. capable of licking their own butts. They then come back to Earth in like 20 or 30 years to basically lay waste to everybody that's there. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, the uh, prison has smartened up and he has taken Dr. Iguanoid, and much like the Nazi scientists have given him his own facility <laughs> with right. an unlimited budget to be able to do whatever he wants to. They've made pills that make you not have to sleep. Exactly. That allow you to hallucinate things <laughs> into reality. <laughs> and they reverse engineer the chip they get off of Rex or whatever his name was. Okay. And then they basically create an entire maturing candidate program through the CIA they start putting those chips first into the street trucks themselves so they could actually control them. Yes. Then every other monster that was created by Dr. Iguanoid, and then into the heads of state of other countries. You would want one in, in Iguanoid right away. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So essentially, when the Raptors come back, they now have an organized supernatural military force that they have to interact with. And on top of that, there'd be a super soldier program going on where they'd be using Dr. Iguanoid's mutation factors to create, basically taking trained men that actually do uh, know how to fight in combat and turning them into super soldiers, basically. And that is how we get to World of Warhammer in our pseudo-fascist... <laughs> the World of Warhammer. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're going right to the Emperor, right? Exactly. The Emperor, Chaos Gods, all that, yeah. Yeah. I I I mean, you had me at the Not moment I realized you're gonna talk for another five minutes. 
the moment I took some time out. Yeah. Okay, so that that's my whole uh, plan for the next season of uh, Street Sharks that we will write eventually. I, I mean, so. I honestly <laughs> like the idea. I, it's one of those things that, like, you always it always seems very clear from superheroes that if any villain had the ability to organize anything, yes, it, it would be completely over. Yeah, yeah. Like, if any villain had actual project management skills, th- yeah. the the, uh, the uh, heroes are fucked. I, I might be completely wrong, but I feel like that was kind of the. Uh, primary storyline for like Transformers and for G.I. Joe, the bad guys always came up with plans and the plans started to fall apart because they basically had really bad managers. Yes, terrible. And it was only, it was basically only through like the scrappiness and skin of their teeth that the good guys win because the good guys had no plan or organized means of like fighting back. Yeah, well, they're highly reactive. That's why, exactly. and like you know, in these old cartoons, it's much more fun, to, I'm sure, to write and play the villain because yeah, they, yeah. they're actually doing things. Well, that was whole, that was Bruce Campbell's whole thing, right? The reason why Bruce Campbell in all the B-rated sci-fi movies he was in, he always played the villain because they were fun. Yeah, they had better lines. They, they did got stuff. to do stuff. Why do you think that is? Why is the fantasy essentially that we are inert? And we have to, you know, like, we're not trying to do anything in the world. And yet, I guess it's the fantasy is that we can identify with having nothing going on. I mean, it's still kind of a, a little bit of a conservative fantasy, too, of like, oh, we're maintaining the status quo by doing nothing. Oh, right. And, then, yeah, and yeah. then when something happens, we basically react to that in order to maintain the status quo. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's also like there's a leadership lesson there as well, which is like good bosses don't make you do any work. <laughs> nice yeah and evil mismanagers are the ones who are like no we we have kpis we need to yeah. meet them why are you not performing at the right time no you don't get to take christmas off you got to be in here but good bosses would be like yeah i mean sure don't wear clothes yeah you don't like shirts you're allergic uh, yeah get rid of them yeah we're democrats i like it. well i don't well who cares what you don't like I can't. David, what what did you think of this? Yeah, what did you think, David? David, show it. Uh, yes, show us your thoughts. I don't think I missed much not watching this the first time around. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I don't. I, hey, I don't. I don't know, David. We, we're watching the last episode. Mm. We really can't say there might be like a rich tapestry leading up to this point. Well, I'm, wor- I'm worried we're ignoring a little too much. Yeah, is really what it comes down to. So, how worried are you? Are you worried enough to keep this on the list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you terrified? I will say I really enjoyed the character design in the show. It's so ghastly. <laughs> Everything is horrific. The street sharks, in particular, the placement of their shoulders and heads just yeah. makes it makes it's horrible. And like in like their mouths too. Like yeah, I think yeah. I think they always walk around with their mouths open. Yeah, and he's huge enormous grins. Yeah. Yeah. They're essentially mouth breathers. The thing that always that, that strikes me is um in recent years there have been plenty of papers that have been published that have proven that hammerhead sharks are actually very fragile. And like they mm. frequently die just from getting caught on accident. And like wow. expending too much energy while they're trying to swim around, so they're not—they're not an ideal 
animal to be used for an animal-human hybrid super soldier type thing. Yeah, so. they're not the super predator that we think they are. Exactly, exactly. Well, I think a lot of predators, I mean, don't a lot of predators kind of live on like a, on the edge? Uh, like they're constantly just putting enough energy in to... Uh, like catch their next prey, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think I cheetahs, think they... cheetahs are the same way. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that is true. That's the reason why when you see a lot of, like, the uh, nature documentaries about animals, a lot of times you'll see predators just sort of give up if they have to put in too much effort to get their prey. Yeah, and that, so, like, 75% of their hunts are unsuccessful or something like yeah. that. Like, Yeah. Most of the time they're just out dicking around. <laughs> just like with bees. Yeah. Uh, some, like, 70% of bees just do nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't talk about that much. They're like, oh, the hive is, you know, such diligent little workers. It's, it's like, buzzing. No. no, they're just fucking around. They're There's a nothing. lot of dead weight in there. <laughs> so another thing about hammerheads is their voices sound exactly like Michelangelo. They <laughs> 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 uh, totally sound like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They, yeah. Hammerheads are definitely the party dudes of... <laughs> Nice, this shark nice. world. There was parts of this that I I thought was very fun, just dumb, you know, like really dumb, like drive a plot hole bus through the plot hole. I think for the most part, it was pretty dumb. This episode also does kind of suffer from um, the phenomenon that we've seen in a few other episodes where they've they've crammed like what could have easily been like an hour's worth of plot into 20 minutes. Because they had to, like, wrap up so much with this being the last episode. It really seems they just sort of, like, crammed as much plot as they could together. Yeah. Just to try to, like, drive things home and have some sort of ending or some sort of, like, tying up of some loose ends. Yeah, so. there's a lot of real shorthand to get there. It would have yeah. been a lot more interesting if we spent more time in the, like, area where there's martial law and they're, you know, in the yeah, underground. Yeah. That would have been more interesting. Yeah, where their conclusions could be like a little bit more organic when it came to all that. Or like even like showing, oh, the Raptors had to go through some sort of additional security to get to the devastating world-ending weapons that are just sitting in an open warehouse. Right. With a screen door that's like half off its hinges. I did not enjoy this that much, but I do have to say I did enjoy it more than like some of the other things we've had to watch. I did like it more than like Strawberry Shortcake and... Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> and like uh, Gundam Seed and like a few of those other Ooh. poor shows. We've oh, if off, we had to watch so. this or Gundam Seed, tough call. It is a tough call. Tough call. I think it still goes Street Sharks though. Honestly, really? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Although I did look, I did look at some of the other episode summaries, and there's a lot of like time travel and future alternates yeah. themselves and stuff like that. So I'm sure it was pretty silly. Yeah. And I'm sure there'd be, like, a fair amount of, like, things for us to, like, make fun of out of all that. I feel like Gundam Seed is really just, was a little too banal, so, but... Yeah. We were talking a lot about, like, the architecture and function of the ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we got real deep into the mechanics into of how they live. How uh -huh. they live. <laughs> My question is, I mean, I, I, on that note, I have a lot of questions about the street sharks. Like, they go out and get fast food... And are not hiding. They're, they, no, one of, yeah. One of the sharks the jumps over a vehicle in front of all the other humans. Yeah. There's none of the fiction that they need to hide themselves in any way. Yeah, not like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is yes. what... Which is classic what, superhero, superhero trope. Yeah. 
yeah, 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 which, which is completely understandable. But that's the reason why I'm like, why the fuck are they living in the sewer? They have no reason to hide. They should be, like, living in an apartment somewhere or, like, yeah, yeah. even, like, living in the university that the sewer is attached to. You Get know? a condo. Or, yeah. I'll get a or condo like, with my uh, my three other shark brothers. Go out into the suburbs. What is this, 1997? I'm sure there was plenty of predatory home loans going on at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sign Just up, a sign up for a five-year mortgage. Yeah, exactly. A ninja mortgage. <laughs> ninja mortgage. <laughs> go mortgage, go mortgage, go. <laughs> now, I guess this was actually closer to, like, the tech boom and bust or the uh, software boom and bust. Was this early internet? Was this Yeah, this is this was early internet. I think the first bubble burst in like 99, right? Mm. Now, it looks like the tech bubble burst in 2000. So this would have been like at the peak of the tech bubble, at the dot com bubble. So, wow. You know, I bet the original Street Sharks website <laughs> was pretty entertaining. Oh, oh I'm sure. Cool. I'm sure. Yeah, I want to see some animated shark gifts. Well, we were we were kind of kicking it around a little bit, but that whole 1995 toy expo where they had hired Vin Diesel, a very young Vin Diesel, mm. before he got big, to play with Street Shark toys was uh, like that whole video was pretty special. Okay, because so he he seemed like he was really into it. He was doing a good job with it. Uh, yeah, he's so. a great actor, man. When did the TMT cartoon go off the air? animated series which premiered in 1987 and ran for almost a decade so 97 okay so this would have been direct competition with yeah this this would have been right at the end of the teenage mutant ninja turtles that they tried to do this This it's interesting they're not striking when the iron is hot and they're not maybe they're like uh we can see they're weakening it is time for the street shows to rise (laughs) it's like as things are starting to wane the street yeah. sharks will take over. Mattel's, they... sto- Mattel's toy line numbers are low. We will move in like the sharks we are. Nice. Oh, shit. They made a live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series? Dude, From 1997 made... to 98 on Fox? I didn't realize they had a live-action TV series. Yeah, I thought it was, it was just ga- the movies. It was ghastly, as I recall. Was it? Yeah. Do we have that on, our, on any of our lists? Please, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What you need to do is you need to find the Japanese Ninja Turtles, where they oh. all have crystals <laughs> and, can mer- and can merge into a single bean. <laughs> and, and turn into a giant kaiju, basically. Nice. I want that. I need that I need that in my life. You can go for that. So I think we're all voting no. Uh, yeah, I'm going to vote no. Unless, you know... Matt, you want to try to convince me that we deserve this punishment or whatever? Nah. Yeah, you, you're talking about those time travel episodes. I thought you were trying to talk us into keeping it. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Like, maybe, maybe the president makes better decisions in other parts of the series. I don't think he does. So long, Street Sharks. I feel like we should have talked more about Vin Diesel with this, but, you know. I believe next is Redemption. Matt's got a redemption. What do you want to do, Matt? So we just got rid of Street Sharks. I what was the name of that other thing that where they continued the series? Extreme with the uh, side dinosaurs. characters. 
Oh yeah, extreme dinosaurs. Let me go take a look at it. I'll take extreme I'll take... dinosaur. And the best part is, this is like the late '90s, so it have been it should have been extreme with an X, but it's actually properly spelled. So yeah, it is extreme. 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 It's correctly spelled dinosaurs. How does it have more episodes of the original series? The well, street sharks. Maybe it was better written. His characters are a bit more different. Yeah, they're a little bit different. Uh, it's interesting. They do. They have 52 episodes, but they ran for one year. <laughs> the director is named Rich Trueblood. Oh, I can't do it to Trueblood. You know what? I'm going to get rid of Dumb and Dumber. I didn't even realize they made an animated show. Me Dumb neither. and Dumber. 13 episodes? Yeah, that was a... 13 episodes in the mid-90s. That means that it got canceled halfway through its first season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I, it's gone. It is interesting, though. We are definitely now seeing odder numbers, like odder yeah. episode totals, uh, as, we get, as we move further away from the, the golden syndication period. So I'm looking at extreme dinosaurs right now. And extreme dinosaurs came out in 1997. Pretty much immediately after Street Sharks. And they had 52 episodes. They must have been writing episodes while they were winding down Street Sharks. Well, I mean, why do you think they switched over to Dino Avengers? It's an interesting question. Did they know Street Sharks were getting, getting moved off? Or were they like, we need to transition people to this new property? Or was it like all the writers were like, uh... Street Sharks is kind of dumb, but we're really interested in these dinosaur characters. <laughs> these very different dinosaur-style <laughs> characters. Let us let us just go ahead and explore this idea. Oh, uh, we're so we're so excited about it. Dino Avengers is honestly worse than Street Sharks. Street Sharks is a, at least it's weird, you know. I mean, Extreme Dinosaurs is really like another dinosaur cartoon. Yeah, but Street Sharks are honestly they're sort of bizarre. And wait, are we changing our mind about this? Do we want to bring it back? Well. Well, how about this? How would you reboot the series? Ooh, do we do a dark and gritty reboot, or do we do an do we do an MCU style honest to the source material, but like winking at the fans style uh, <laughs> Easter egg laden <laughs> romp? Well, I, I think more of the latter because we really want to make sure that we're capturing the fan base as much as possible from the beginning because it's not going to be a success without the fan base. Yeah, we're it. <laughs> <laughs> us and Vin Diesel, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I feel like the one thing I would introduce there is that when they did get mutated into sharks, somehow earthworms were involved as well to explain why they could swim through the earth. Yes. Because <laughs> that like, makes no sense. Which is, is another question as to why people haven't figured out where their base is. Like, there's just multiple torn up furrows of concrete leading to this one drainage ditch. destroyed infrastructure all around <laughs> one central point right. yeah we can't figure this out well did they continue to live in the sewers and we take away their government connections or do we lean into the government connections and give them a real base oh, See, oh good question. i'd do the latter I'd, I'd go mcu style and go to the latter give them like a proper base that's actually like i don't know in the ocean somewhere off an oil rig. I want to see them like during the MAGA years, you know, like their liberal agenda is is just it's under threat. 
Well, that's that's when they have to go underground. That's yeah, when yeah. it's that's when you get to like the Civil War part, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, did the sharks split? They're like, yeah. oh, this Trump guy, he loves burgers too. We- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the younger, the, the young, Big Shamu is a big MAGA. Yeah, Big Slamu and big Bender. Sm- <laughs> Fuck, I both said go- it wrong. I said the dumbest name when <laughs> yeah. I said it wrong. Big Big Slamu goes to uh, Trump entirely, and then Bender goes as well, because it, he's going to be more pro-business, and his tech company is just starting to take off. And he's, yeah, yeah. You know, Got to be more pro business, and they they use the same tanner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and then the rest of the crew go underground, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. Okay. Reverse retcon. We want cartoons twenty six hours a day. Reverse retcon. So tell me, what is index two twenty eight? Oh, so close! It is a uh, GI Joe. Whoa! So we nice. get a popular one here, but we almost did Freakazoid, which I would have like started threatening everybody if I didn't get to do Freakazoid. I'm so I'm excited for GI Joe because I think it's going to be terrible. It is going to be terrible, but it's going to be it's going to be creatively terrible at the very least. It, I feel like it's uh, it's it's such the like money sweet spot for the milieu that we've found ourselves in you know like that in transformers i feel like it doesn't get more on the nose than those two well he-man gi joe transformers to me those are like the big three this that's the triumvirate yeah that exists within like the the perfect like capitalism (laughs) marketing to kids toy run yeah is like those three yeah all right i can see it okay so what episode are we doing of gi joe Number 45. All right. Middle of the run. Yep. G.I. Joe, episode 45, Excalibur. G.I. Joe sets up a radar tracking station in England while Storm Shadow finds King Arthur's legendary sword Excalibur (laughs) at the bottom of a lake and uses its strength to attack the Joes and destroy their station. Wow. Nice. All right. So who is the lucky victim for this one? That's going to Matt. Woohoo, Matt! I love G.I. Joe. Go, Joe! I really unambiguously loved G.I. Joe as a kid. It was one of the first toys that my mom let me have where the figures had guns. Uh, And that was a big deal for me as a little kid. My mom was pretty anti gun. Um, I'm sure she had good reason to be. Well, they're murder machines. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Yeah. They are I mean, my in my household. My dad was pro gun, so I, I got know. to play with guns a lot when I was a kid. And um, how are you now? I'm indifferent to like the usage of guns around me. However, I am uh, more pro gun control. Mm. I'm I'm pro kids not having to worry about how to to apply a tourniquet school. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. I'm with so. you, I'm and with I feel you. like that's easily remedied with some like common sense gun laws. But I know that's not really how the U.S. does things. So on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching G.I. Joe, episode 45, Excalibur. But next time on Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Dino Riders, episode 12, Battle for the Brontosaurus. I, uh, I'm Matt. That's it? We're just going straight to the ending? Wow. What do we usually do? (laughs) 
we usually like fuck around for another half an hour. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, okay, we can do that. <laughs> uh, all right, <clears throat> I'm stopping. <laughs> okay. So you've been Matt. Yeah, you've been you've been Adam. I've been Adam. Okay. <laughs> I've also been Adam. Matt, you tell David. He's been David. You've been David. <laughs> okay. Peace out, y'all. David, say you were. I've been me. <laughs> No, I said you were you. I said you've been met. No. Yeah, I did. God, it's like you don't even listen to what I'm saying to you. Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Tears happen. Is that, is that what you say during sex? Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, baby. It's normal it's to all cry. Right, it's all right. Yeah. Tears happen, you know. And they fortify me. <laughs> is there some sort of like shark theme pun I could throw out there? Well, maybe after we've finished with the summary. Oh, Brutal. oh my. Brutal. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs>